0: All right. Well, yeah, going in hot, gentlemen. Sorry, I cut off your intro. I bring
1: you here today for a very welcome back, everybody, gathering. to
2: the talk shop bonus episode.
1: Yes, we've called for a special episode because world events are happening right now that we'll never see yep. the likes of again. Uh, yes, time has shifted. Society is on the brink. Uh, the way it was before, it will likely never be again, and I think you all know what I'm talking about. I think of so. Of course,
0: yes. The invasion of Elden Ring into my life. Elden Ring has been released.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we got you. We we got we, you. Thought we were going to talk about the suffering of thousands, but no. <laughs> we thought you were, you thought we were going to talk about
2: the
0: nuclear holocaust,
1: <clears throat> Tom. You have <laughs> to there's to name more important it.
2: things
0: when you upload this podcast. You have to name it like special current events or you know something vague. Yeah. for the I will. Okay. Yeah. We'll fucking bait.
2: <laughs> okay, we'll say this will, this. Will, we'll say it's a uh, for the people of Ukraine fundraiser, and then we'll just not do that.
1: <laughs> no, we're here to talk about Elden Ring. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah, so, dude, we've
2: got more important things to talk fucking
0: about. Elden. Ring. Okay, I have to say, I'll start out immediately and say, um, I personally have never really cared about any of the Souls games. I played Dark Souls one a little bit. It was hard. It just wasn't like my... I don't know. I, it wasn't my cup of tea. I didn't care about it that much. um And then 2 came out and I didn't care. And 3 came out and I didn't care. And Sekiro came out and I didn't care. And then I got the Demon Souls remaster when I bought my PS5. I tried it out. Whatever. I It was hard. I didn't really care. And then Elden Ring comes out. Everybody's losing their goddamn minds, okay? Everybody was like, this is a fucking actual 10 one of the best games if not the best game I've ever played I'm like okay fuck it I'll buy Elden Ring so I bought Elden Ring I'm here to tell you friends (laughs) here and now (laughs) as God is my witness my fellow Americans my fellow gamers (laughs) (laughs) it is one of the best games I've ever played ever it's like top five or something oh my god I'm playing it right now as I record this
2: I can hear your thumbstick clacking in the background
1: I just feel like the weathered prophet who's finally seeing the of God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Sam's been the prophet of Soulsborne games since this yeah, podcast he's started. Been right
0: this, as usual, <laughs> Sam was first to this thing, and here we are coming in later, like we discovered it.
2: <laughs> oh, man, I love this. This is great. I can't oh believe no God. one's ever played something like this before.
1: Behold, the son of demon souls <laughs> has come to free the world. No, I'm psyched. You know, honestly, I'm just psyched to see people enjoying it. Um, I've been a fan of the series since Demon Souls. I don't think I've shut up shut up about it for an entire episode once. I don't know. I like Souls. I was thinking, you know, when when uh, Elden Ring was first teased, we were still recording around your table, Corey. I remember. Yeah, was, I think so. Yeah. And the trailer was just that's just, wild, actually. Yeah, the trailer the the little thing they showed was just uh, one of the knights attaching an arm, and it was like Elden Ring is a thing that broke, and that was like the whole trailer, and I was like. I'm freaking (laughs) This this is going to be the greatest thing ever. Um, Then it just went dead. Like, no news came for years. And it became a meme on the internet. Uh, I I was part of the, uh, the subreddit. And we all went what we called hollow. Because there was just no information. We thought the game had been canceled and that we'd never hear about it. And then suddenly it gets announced. No, it's for real. And it's coming out in a few months. And they started releasing information. And I felt like there's no way a game could live up to what they're what they're proposing yeah but but no this team from software sat down and they're like you know what we're sick of the foreplay let's just make the most video game video game of all time but while we're at it let's make it the best video game of all time and let's just (laughs) let's just put the seal on this let's just lock this thing up and let's just be done with video games because i genuinely and and this is very specific for me as somebody that's loved the gameplay and series before it was perfected like it is in this one I don't know where it goes from here. <clears throat> yeah, that's what
2: I was just gonna say. Before we get into actually talking about the game itself, with the the preface being that we all love this game. Yeah. What can sure From do. Software do now that will possibly eclipse it or be better? Eclipse it? The, um, the mean, only it, it thing almost, that comes to mind is a yeah. Bloodborne two. That's like literally. Oh my god.
0: It it almost seems like that their whole plan for the last like fifteen or like twelve or whatever years has been to make Elden Ring, yeah. And every other Souls Soulsborn game along the way was just like an iteration of no, like lessons, lessons lessons they had to learn for this game to be possible. Yeah, because yeah.
1: Demon Souls was like, hey, let's let's figure out invasion and co op, and let's leave messages for each other, and we have somewhat the system. Uh, Dark Souls was like, okay, now we've got that kind of down, but let's start creating a really interesting world, and let's try this thing where there's no story, but it's told through items and kind of the world itself. And then uh, Dark Souls 2 happened, which was a bit of a, a whoopsie-daisy. It was a rushed project. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It was actually the first one I played, um, but it's it's definitely not known for that. Dark Souls 3 was like, okay, let's perfect the gameplay. Let's make the game actually fun to play. Which <laughs> crucify me if you want. The games were not a ton of to fun, a ton of fun to play before that. Sekiro, they were like, okay, let's really uh, perfect parrying and um, jumping. Let's make it a, a let's add some upward mobility to this. Um, and Bloodborne, of course, was in my opinion, it, it's been my favorite game of all time for a long time. It yeah, was kind we'll of like talk about Blood those Bloodborne elements more, together. Yeah, yep. And then all of that. It seems like they've just been. <laughs> Oh, my God, we watched it evolve from the little Petri dish into what Elden Ring is now, which for me, I don't think that it will be eclipsed. I think the only thing you can do is go to different settings. And this game actually has what I like most about playing Elden Ring is that you actually this would annoy me in some cases, but it really doesn't here. you see reskins of bosses from the previous games um, quite often, actually.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, it's and really see, like the the best of all the settings they've come up that's with. That's what so I was going to say.
1: You see things from so there's a lot of Bloodborne in this, and that's why I don't know a Bloodborne two would be like. Don't get me wrong. I will as long as From Software release Souls like games, I'll buy everyone on release. And I took a day off work to play Elden Ring because I was like, I was seeing the red comet in the sky, and I was like, it's coming. I must be in my basement. <laughs> so, <laughs> um Um. It's the only game I've ever bought online digitally, and so I'm gonna get a physical copy later to frame it because it's gonna go it's gonna replace Bloodborne at the top of my little really nerdy thing that I don't need to talk oh, about. Oh yeah, myself. yeah, that thing's cool. I like that.
0: <laughs> um
2: What about Xenogears?
1: Hmm? I love Xenogears, but this is better than Xenogears. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh Just absolutely. Kidding. Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you even see? Sam, you don't know what you're saying. I'm dead serious when I say this might be the best game ever made. I'm dead serious when I say that. And I'd be, I'd be open to things like I could see how you might like the plot of like say Mass Effect. More. I could see how you might like the side The only setting.
0: the only game in my mind that is in the argument is Disco Elysium, which is a totally other kind of game obviously. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh.
1: And I could see how you would say Disco Elysium is the best game of that type ever made. Yeah. Um and if they made like, you know, a giant sprawling open world Disco Elysium, you'd probably get the tingly in your wingly that I've got right now yes, for elders. Yes. Absolutely. Elders I mean, Green, you know what I
0: mean? Uh, let's be real here. I'm if I'm trying to think of games that I like more than this, the the shortlist is Mass Effect Three and Disco Elysium, and I'm not sure that I even actually do like either of those more than this. But and like that's I wanna, the shortlist.
1: And here's the good news: is that there's no stress for the fact that this might be the best game that will ever be made, and that yeah. it might not get better than this. Because guess what? The game doesn't end. I don't understand No, I okay. <laughs> I, don't I was just
0: talking to someone else about this today. Every time if I like look at a Twitch streamer or, or if I'm in a Discord where like a friend of mine is playing and sharing the screen or whatever, I every single time I watch anybody else playing this game, I see them in an area that I recognize fighting enemies I've never seen before and doing things that I've never, you know what I mean? Like the it game is, is an insanely dense and I just beat Godrick by the way. Oh, good job. Oh, you did? I Hell did. Oh yeah.
1: First Elden Lord Live down.
0: On the podcast. Wait, hang on. He's stuck, he's stuck perpetually at one HP, and I've hit him three times, but like it doesn't do damage. He just killed Uh-oh. you. <laughs> he's going to <Souls>. kill you. <laughs> Welcome to Dark Souls. No, um, um, and now he's chain stunning me. Okay, so, I got him. I don't know. Okay. There we're was good. some we're concern.
1: Good. Good. I, I want to tie it back to Tom. There was some concern, and I remember when I was hyping up Elden Ring, um, and it was announced that it was open world and that you'd have a horse. You were very put off by that. You're like, I just don't know that it'd be a good open world game yeah and i and I'm, yeah. i I admitted like I was a little bit I, about that too, I said the I same hate. thing yeah like yeah. i I don't really care about that yeah I don't like open world games at all this yeah. is the so there was breath breath of the wild walked so that this game could run um yes because,
2: exactly I was gonna bring up that at very point but go ahead because yeah,
1: this is how you do an open world it never feels like okay first of all there's none of these like towers that you go out to to reveal part of the map and then you get like a bunch of little quests yeah. in there little markers that you go to and do it's not like that
0: it doesn't my, feel like an open-world game. It feels like a bunch of sprawling... It feels like a good linear game, but all yeah. of the individually like sprawling linear
1: areas are all connected. Yeah. Yep. Which is how an open-world should be. Yeah, and that's
2: like the ultimate open-world.
1: They shake up the enemies and the environment so much, it's so like uh, jarring when you cross over into like a new area that it never feels... It never gets that repetitive, like, oh, I'm just wasting my life playing this. It yeah. never gets that. Um, I rate games, you know, in my head as there. there's the games that you just quit playing, which is like the worst thing you can do. You're like, I don't like this. I don't want to play it anymore. There are the games that you like at first, but then you kind of uh, don't. You, it gets you're, repetitive. You're, you're, and... you're looking at your phone and you're like, how much is left of this game? You're like Googling, how far into this game am I? Because you want to beat it for the trophy or the points or whatever, or just to say that you did. But you're kind of bored of it. then there are the games that you don't want to end um or that you enjoy all the way through. This is a game that I would be fine just the I would be fine subscribing to this if they just wanted to keep adding continents. That yeah just keep the, going the
0: way the way I think about it is like um okay if if you're an entertainment product the the opportunity cost for my time is very high because if i'm ever not enjoying something there are a billion other things most of them are free even that are competing for my free time that i could easily just go and do instead right mm-hmm. and there are very few things there's internet porn i mean come on true yeah. <laughs> unlimited <There laughs> amounts there are and it's very free. few there are very few things like games and tv shows and books and whatever where i'm thinking about them when i'm not partaking in them where i'll be yep. like cooking and i'm thinking about elden ring and mm-hmm. it's like that's a very rare thing. And whenever I find myself like pining for a thing, uh, when I'm doing something totally different, I, I know that that thing is really, really, really good or, or that I like it like way more than basically most things. And I I'm, recent- I'm thinking oh. about Elden Ring all the time. <laughs>
1: I recently started a new job that's kind of intense. It's one of the more intense jobs I've ever had. And I have a ton to learn. Like, it's, it, I've been just getting my ass kicked. And I'll be in the middle of, of a very tense situation. <laughs> where I need to be 100% there and locked in and there's always a part of my brain that's like I wonder what was down that one path <laughs> it was going down in in the you know the Altus plateau I wonder what that went to <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so that's the crazy thing about this it's like back to the the breath of the wild analogy um That game was heavily praised because you started with no direction, basically. You have a little tutorial area, and they're like, all right, go figure it out. They give you like, you should maybe go here and check out these guys. They're pretty cool. But everything, it was, there was no hand-holding, which people really appreciated. And I think that is what makes video games set apart from like every other medium, is that you're the, you're the agent of your own destiny. Yeah, right? like a
1: lot of games these days it feels like you're playing a really bad action movie. And I brought up that up before where like the story's never going to be as good as like a thick novel or a a movie. Like very rarely. Mass Effect is definitely yeah. an exception. I'm not trashing every story in every game ever. But 99 <laughs> 99% of game stories are predictable. <laughs> And yeah, it's true. I, I well, and it's just so there like,
0: was like a pretense to kill things. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and every time I'm watching, I'm like, why did they waste so much money and design on this? Like, why? Yeah,
0: and like, and the frustrating thing,
2: especially about video games, is video game writers have this um, wild hair in their brains that they're going to be as good as writers as like novelists or film like scriptwriters, yeah, like
0: screenwriters. Yeah.
2: And they never are. You know, Never. I had
1: that, I had that, I don't even, re- oh, I, I I do remember. It was a conversation because I was having they, with a yeah. friend. Um, and actually, there was a great theory on that. It's because a, a, a game is a product. It's a toy. Like, let's break it down. It's a child's toy. And the idea of, of it, no matter what, with the exception of maybe from software, and maybe we're getting a CD project read like standing. if we don't say that they're in it to make money, they seem genuinely compassionate, or genuinely passionate about what they're doing. But... When these companies make these toys, the idea is to make as much money as they can of it. So they're going to focus on things like graphics because graphics always make a big news. Um, They're Mm -hmm. going to focus sometimes on gameplay, um, trying to make the game fun. A lot of it's going to go towards microtransactions these days and multiplayer because that's where the money is. Um, At the very end of that (laughs) budget pie that they're doing, when they're they're doing the cost analysis of how much are we going to pay for this for programming and all that kind of stuff, um, is story and typically that's going to be where they spend the least amount of money which i think is probably true they're probably like well most gamers don't finish games these days. It just doesn't Yeah, I mean, happen. if like you, like you could say. make
0: I mean, if you're just looking from like a budget perspective, if you can like, okay, you know, we got some more money from the shareholders or whatever. It's like, okay, we can we can give the writers 20% more money or we can give the gameplay programmers exactly. 20% more money yeah. or we can give the yeah. th- the graphics people 20, you know, it's never going whoever is going yeah. to it's never going to the writers. Do we want a more polished <laughs>
2: experience or a more memorable experience? Yeah. Like that's and yeah. Yeah, and like uh, <clears throat> So, like all these games, like they, the, the, I this is why I, I can appreciate From Software, because um, they have like the OG video game mentality, where the story is you playing the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's the story. It's not something that NPCs or cutscenes explain to you.
0: Yeah, the story isn't happening to you like no it's happening despite it's your Your
1: experience
0: that's the story
1: and they knock it out of the park in this it it genuinely feels like there's this whole thing going on that's been going on for thousands of years and you're just in it
2: (laughs) yeah and you're just a guy and it's just like oh and then like every npc you meet in elden ring is like oh you're just like me uh i see you're trying to do this thing too that's pretty cool Uh, just so you know it's going to be dangerous if you do that and you're like whatever I'm here to fight bosses that's what I'm here to do (laughs) and that's where they leave it like you can you can derive more story from context and items and areas and all that kind of stuff but that's really up to you like agency in video games is the only thing that's apart from everything else so like the I really appreciate games that emphasize agency as much as possible yep like you have to be the person in control, you have to be in the driver's seat, and you have to be able to make the decisions and 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 play it the way you want to play it. and it has to be meaningful no matter how you play it I think is a is a good mark of a very solid video game, and I think this one's perfect because you could just you could just literally you know like follow the guides, go boss, 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 and then end the game and I'm sure it would be satisfactory to do it that way yeah but there's there's so much stuff packed into this game, like um,
1: the balls they had to hide some of their best stuff in places that you have to go yeah out of your way to get to. Like, yeah, they did yep. not care if you saw it or not. They were like, we're gonna design this like I want to just sit down and talk to the people that made this and be like, what was the process like? Like, like the there one knows
2: <laughs> I guess to uh put it in a little perspective, I'm not super far into the game. I haven't beaten the first Elden Lord, so anybody listening is going to think I'm a fucking plebe, but um, one thing that comes to mind, and I don't think it ties into the main story, is that underground lake location with the stars above.
1: Yep. Yeah!
2: That's an entirely designed, built, new enemy types, like, complete thing. You could, you could play the entire game without ever going there.
0: Yeah, and it it single-handedly, that area increases the size of the map like 30%, you know, however big it is. Yeah, it's it's like the size of like
2: a third of the continent. Yeah. It's wild. Maybe it ties into the main story later. Again, I'm not super far into it, but um, if it doesn't, I'll be even more impressed. Like that they went out of their way to make like this entire section of the map that's completely optional.
0: Also, the uh, sense of there's scale... There's not many people
2: doing that stuff anymore.
0: <laughs> the sense of scale in this game is outstanding. Like, anytime you go and Have you ever been, like, looking at... You're just trying to explore, and you look at your map, and you're like, oh, I wonder how to get up there. And you look, and it's like, oh, it's 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 up this three-quarters of a mile high mountain. You're like, oh, yeah. okay, cool, and I'm at the bottom of the hill. How to, <laughs> I don't know how to get there. It's like... Or if you ever take an elevator down to that lower part of the map with the stars that you're talking about, it's like a 30-second ride or something. It's just yeah. constantly going down, and you like you see everything on the... Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's like
2: Warhammer levels of scale. That's yeah. what I love about it. Because you're
0: riding this enormous, elevator, you're, and you're, you're just literally
1: seeing,
2: you're seeing ancient cities as you go down, layer by layer by layer. There's like cathedrals and these huge sprawling landscapes. And the elevator doesn't stop. You keep going past that. And you're like, what the, where am I going? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then you get to the bottom and it's this completely huge open area. That's completely separate from everything you passed on the way down. It has. So uh, I never beat Bloodborne, but that's what I remember of Bloodborne is. It's like this layered city that keeps going and going and going. And there's all this, like, it's like cathedral on cathedral on cathedral. And, uh, I always thought that idea was super cool. It's just like cities being built on top of cities, like these ancient civilizations, like one on top of the other. And uh, yeah, like there's just like such a density to all the content in this game. It's, it's wild and it never seems to end.
1: And while we're talking about story, um, I've had some conversations. There's a lot going on. Like the bosses, all have a very extent. They're basically like a almost a, a pantheon. Um, they have a lot of history. Like, <laughs> I know one that cheated on the another one and left him for to become the the second Elden Lord, and it was controversial because he was he hadn't uh, collect he hadn't done everything that you need to do to become an Elden Lord, so he wasn't taken seriously. He did it basically by marrying into it, and I mean, and then the other one was heartbroken, so she devoted herself to moon magic. It's like a bunch of crazy stuff going on. <laughs> Yeah, that's the um, craziest so thing about all, all these games, too. It's all there. So it, w- the story can be as simple or as dense as you want it to be. That's the cool thing. Um, you know, if, if you don't look into anything, it's, hey, go and do the five um, MacGuffins or the six MacGuffins and beat the game. And you can leave it there if you want to. Go beat the five demigods and become a demigod yourself. It can be that simple. It never is with FromSoft. And it will. you will be... Here's the thing. Here's... Okay, yeah. In everything you do in this game, as opposed to other open world games and stuff like that, you are always rewarded for your effort. Um, yep. Nothing is a dead end. Uh, plot yeah. or dungeon, like anything you go into, you're going to get something out of it. It's going to be cool, even if it's mm-hmm. just a cool fight. Uh, and there are some really cool fights in this game. <laughs> um, we can talk about enemy design in a little bit if you want to. Oh, but yeah, I'm just, absolutely. Like, apparently, this, the, it's been in development for about 10 years, and I would say even that seems too short. It was in development I, I, before secretly even them. started
0: so how Pots. let's let's say how uh <laughs> how far into the game is everybody like what would you what would you say you've done in your time in Elden Ring
1: I'm sorry I, uh, my uh headphone wire came out somehow I had to plug it back oh, in Oh yeah let's
0: uh, so we're saying let's let's see like how far into the game everybody is like what have you what have you done so far in your time in Elden Ring
1: Oh sure
2: yeah um I've probably done the least out of all three of us i would suspect um i beat the first like actual uh, required boss which is what's his name martic Margit. marget
1: Margit what a punk
0: he's a punk hard. oh my yeah
2: God. they they really they do something like they 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 really break you in like right away that's a that's a hard boss by soul standards um and,
1: you know, and I think I the idea oh, I'm, I'm sorry I think the idea of that if you're if you happen to play this game and you get to market and you get really frustrated and you want to quit I think the lesson there cuz very much uh, like they they derive a lot of their philosophy I've looked into the company a lot like from the first level of Super Mario Brothers which is considered the perfect level of a first uh, the perfect first level of a video game in like the industry um because you learn how to jump on enemies and it teaches you that co- that things are in boxes and all that kind of stuff jumping and all that I think that what Mario was supposed to teach you was just because there is a boss and just because you can find it doesn't mean you have to fight it right away. <laughs> like, that was like your, like, hey, turn back and go explore the world a little bit, like, <laughs> tutorial. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and that that
2: that's the thing I really appreciate about this game is you can hit a wall pretty quick. Like, it's... Like, I mean, the second you step out of the first area, there's a boss that's insanely hard for, like, what you're leveled for the tree sentinel guy oh my god it's like a, it's like a bait and switch they're like oh yeah you should fight this guy because you can beat him and then you get schooled like a hundred times and they're like okay i guess i'm not meant to fight this guy which is exactly what you're supposed to think because then you can go <laughs> venture off into this massive massive open world and like make your own adventure and then like circle back and fight it when you have like a friend or have the time or like the strength to do it it's like uh there's not open world games that do that Open world games are, nowadays, especially like considering like Ubisoft-level uh, open world, where it's a linear game with a giant map. That's what it is. Yeah. You're supposed to go from this point to this point, do this thing, then go to the next point. Like, there's no... It's not, do whatever you think you can do whenever you want to. Like, it's complete and total freedom in this game, which I so really appreciate
0: i've for the most part spent my time i'm like 20 something like 21 22 hours in i've spent most of my time just like exploring trying to like discover the whole map and i'm astounded by like how often i'm like uh i guess i'll run that way and i just run in some random direction and i see some totally unique thing that doesn't exist anywhere else in the game that's like totally novel and new and then you you know you do it or you kill it or whatever the content is and then you leave. And then you never see anything like that again. <laughs> it happens yeah. like all of the time.
2: Yeah, and that's like uh another huge thing that this thing that this game has going for it is in a lot of um, modern open world games, there's not a ton of variety in environments. And this is where I think the the history with like Dark Souls and stuff comes in because um it, it gives you the same sensation of something like, like Ocarina of Time where you go into a dungeon and it's completely different from any dungeon you've ever played. It requires a whole new skill set and a whole new way of thinking to solve problems. Yeah. And that's everything in this game. Like every a new area, there's new enemies that have different tactics. There's different sub dungeons that aren't main dungeons that you can <laughs> do and it, they're optional. But if you beat them, you get something really awesome. Like there's so much stuff going on, um, and a lot of modern open world games. Like I don't know, the Far Cry series comes to mind immediately. Where you're dropped into an area and it's the same all the way across the map. There's not a whole lot of variety. Like I think of Far Cry Five, which I really like, but it's you know cabins in the mountains. You shoot the cultists and then you win. <laughs> yeah but then you go to the next cabin in the mountains and you do the same thing like there's in this game, it's like here's an area that's like riddled with this weird disease that's making like everything mutants and like the dead are rising and all that kind of stuff. You go to this place, it's like this arid plain with like uh just regular foot soldiers running around, and then there's like there's the castle and that's a whole separate like everything feels distinct from each other, and everything requires a different method of thinking to like yeah. Uh and, proceed,
0: and a ton of areas have like two dimensions because a ton of them are like there's like verticality there's like an upper yeah. level and a lower level, yep, there's like a hill and then like a valley or like a or like a you know like a castle and then like the uh the woods you know, like yeah, yeah, it's really a
2: testament to how open world games should be made. I don't think that's gonna happen broadly. I think but this is I, going to
1: be in the, the dialogue of video games for the next, I don't know, 20 years probably. I think this is going to be as iconic as um, Super Mario or any of that kind of stuff, I think. Uh, Breath of the Wild will always have its place too, but I think in modern game design you're going to hear a lot of, I think they're going to go kind of coupled, uh, Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring. I think people will talk about those two things together. Yeah. Uh, which is weird because yep. I really didn't like, I, I've tried to start Breath of the Wild twice and I, I really didn't like it. Um, but if it led to this, then I'm super happy that it exists. Um, uh, I Enemy, mean, I I, I want to touch on just something that I I don't think we've spoken about yet, and that's uh, you you've talked about how diverse it is, and and the scale of everything. But I just want to talk about how beautiful everything is too. It's um, go-
0: it's oh my god, yeah the it's this
1: game is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's it's awe inspiring in some some cases, and I remember there were all these complaints about graphics. In the previews and things like that, like, I don't know if the graphics are going to be good. I don't know that they're the best HD, like, scaled-up graphics that have ever existed. I, I doubt I, that very yeah, much. Yeah,
2: like, but, I don't think it, like, uh, fidelity-wise looks as good as the the uh, Demon Souls remake. Yeah. But that game is a much smaller scale compared to this game.
1: This and I, I think for
2: the scale of the game is, like, absolutely, like, wonderful.
1: But the design, I think it'll be timeless just based on the design. You've never seen anything like this. There's a giant gold tree that's always hanging over you uh, against a starry sky and a giant castle terrain. It just, it, everything, it feels epic.
0: Everything that you're riding into
1: or doing feels I just epic.
0: recently, uh, from the Turtle, capital yeah. T, capital T. Yeah, we,
1: We could go ahead and spoil that one because I'm pretty sure it's all over the internet. Uh, If you go into one of the ruins, and there's no reason to think this is going, this is just one of those things you can discover if you're looking around. There's a giant turtle with a pope hat, and he's an NPC.
0: And uh, and all of the signs are like, "Behold, dog." Yeah,
1: (laughs) you know that that's another thing that makes the game fun is there's a community aspect to it. You see ghosts of other people playing all the time, and this is a, a soul's mainstay. But you always see ghosts running by you that you can't interact with, but it's people actively fighting or playing next to you in in their own world, and then you get messages from other players that you can leave and you can appraise as good or bad or whatever. And yeah. It's a lot of it's a, it, it it's an extra layer of really fun, especially when you find like a really secret area, you beat a really hard boss, and then you see a sign on the ground that's like, "Good job, you did it." And it's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> yeah, yep." Or like you see someone like, "I did it," yeah, and you're like, "Yeah, hell yeah,", yeah. and that. The only thing that comes close to that in my mind in recent memory is I just just recently beat Death Stranding. Um and that game is like completely community focused mm-hmm. where traversing the terrain is like heavily reliant on what the community is doing and people do things that they think are going to be useful to other people there's like this whole element of like community and that really started with demon souls like this as simple as leaving a message. And there's like, there's hilarious ones where it's like, try jumping. Yeah. You know, the, <laughs> the classic where it's like right next yeah. to a cliff or, or the or classic,
0: like, a hidden wall or whatever. Like, yeah. Secret, like or, secret or, path. Yeah. yeah I hate could, that because
1: like, I know it's fake 99% of the time, but you still have to try. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You have, have, to, yeah. Try, you you have
2: like? to. Yeah. Because like the 1% of the time it might actually be real. And it's uh there's all that stuff. And that's, I, I find that really funny most of the time, I, um, I always
1: find it funny. It's just like it's part of the experience, and I've been playing these games a long time. Um, I can say in the game so far I've hit probably a thousand walls. Only one has actually given way to a secret passage, but the fact that there was one now means that I will I, never. I thought I, try. Fu- I have too to check have every found, found
0: <laughs> only one, and there was a boss behind it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, like the the. The community aspect is like as uh removed as it seems from playing it is a very informative part of the gameplay. And there's been times where I'll like rush down a hallway and then I read I quickly read a message before I like enter the next room and it says look left and there'll be an <laughs> enemy there. And it's like, Hey, thanks for looking out. That's awesome. <laughs> um And that that's not really a part of that's like Like, you think of traditional RPGs, that's not really a thing that you have. You just, like, force yourself through it. Um, But it's it's a really cool part of this game, and all the Souls games, um, that I really appreciate. Because, you know, as detached as it may seem, when you first start playing, uh, you kind of find yourself enveloped in this, like, weird, not-actually-interacting-with-anyone community... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: um, there's a real feeling that you're all in it together and yeah. uh, it's weird to be in an
0: anonymous community
2: yeah That's it is it strange. is really strange yeah
0: where like i'm getting help from and appreciating people i've i will never see or meet ever
1: it's very strange and that even translates to the fact that you can summon in random real people to help you fight and yeah explore too and you'll have somebody come in with a great build and they might help you through a fight and uh You'll, you know, get through through this hour-long boss fight together, and then they just disappear. You give them the old, you know, bow or whatever you do with your emotes, and then they're just gone. And And uh,
2: one thing I want to compare this to, what does it right and what does it wrong? I think uh, for, like, Souls games, so if you don't know, when you summon in a person, the boss scales to how many people you have, right? mm -hmm. Um. So if you summon an Aranda who's like, normally would be super powerful and like probably destroy the boss in like seven hits or whatever. They're playing on r- roughly your level. So there's still an amount of skill to it to actually accomplish the goal.
1: Yeah, they make the, they the, nerf, the, the you they have to, you have to rely they, on they your cooperative the they player. They, so like I have a sword that uh, I came in to help Tom beat a boss. And I have a sword and a build that should have... It was an early stage thing. And I should have wrecked it, by all means. Um, but they scaled me to Tom's level, and then they buffed the boss. So it was still a very fun... Sh- like, there's no real easy way through.
2: Yeah. And <clears throat> the other thing that I think of that does it probably wrong is uh, Monster Hunter World. Yeah. Where, like, Sam, when we were playing that regularly, there'd be, like, these insanely difficult... Monsters that you had to fight, and then it'd be like, "All right, well, we'll just rely on the Japanese to handle this for us." Yeah, you'd see, and then you you shoot the flare, and then you have this Japanese guy (laughs) who kills it in like three hits, and then just leaves. And you're like, "Okay, well, we did it." It's like, "Well, you didn't actually do it; you just let somebody else do it for you."
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's no, there's really none of that so far. I haven't had anybody that beat a boss for me. It's definitely easier Uh, for if for no other reason, you can juggle aggro. I don't understand how some people are beating these bosses without that i i and i they make it look so easy when you see gameplay snippets from people they make it look <laughs> oh so yeah. yeah 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 like the um,
2: the gamer gamers capital yeah. g gamer I,
0: I spent i think i did legit like 40 attempts of uh market, uh without doing the summon because i i didn't have like a weird pride thing about trying to beat him without it but I I was a total noob to any Soulsborne game ever, and I I just knew that I wasn't doing myself any favors if I was like progressing further into the game without actually getting <laughs> any better at it. So sure. I did a whole bunch of attempts, I got really close, and then I started doing the actual summon. Um but yeah, I that doing that shit without it is like very hard. i don't know i don't know how like you say like it's like people who do it make it look so easy but then you go to do it yourself and you're like wait a second
1: i do want to i do want to frame this with that in that there's a lot of reviews coming out that this is like the easiest most accessible souls game um i i would call bullshit on that i think that this is a very hard game um i think that they're doing themselves a disservice if you ever try to pitch this to anyone you're like oh yeah it's easy it's not um, as a matter of fact, they've really evolved the combat where... We were talking about this earlier today. Um, all of the bosses know that you're going to panic roll and try to dodge and use your iframes <laughs> yeah. to get away well, from it's attacks. It's like meta
0: now. There, there's like an arms race against like the people who make the enemies and the people who fight the enemies.
1: Yeah. So yeah. almost every boss has like a slight delay and it, it's... Oh, it's infuriating, but it's beautiful. Like, <laughs> So anything you think you're going to dodge out of the way from is going to be off by about half a second and you're going to get hit because... They're forcing you to actually watch... They want you to watch and learn what the boss is doing. That's what they want. And if you're just rolling around, you're going to get hit and you're going to die. So you actually have to learn and watch the the subtle tells and the giveaways of what the boss is going to do so you can dodge correctly. Yeah. And that makes it way more engaging.
2: That's like... That's why I don't really have any concerns that eventually the bosses will become too easy for these like Soulsborne games from, from software is that's not a difficult thing to tweak. I would imagine, I guess I'm not a game designer, but the timing of like when the damage actually occurs from when the time the animation starts, that's something that's like pretty much infinitely tweakable to the point where, you know, you're fighting against something and it doesn't occur when you think it should. Yeah. Or when it appears that it's going to, but it's still regular. It's not. It they're not like fucking you where like every time it's slightly the timing's slightly different. The timing's the same. It's just not what you expect.
1: Um, and they're really good. The bosses so far have been really good about shaking it up. Sometimes they there's a huge delay, and then other times they just unleash like a seven hit combo with absolutely no delay. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's definitely they, they true. They love true. to do both to you. They love to do both to you a lot. They love to wombo combo you. Uh, to keep you on edge. So, and that's one, you know, that's one thing that I haven't in, in completely unpacked is anytime you have a conversation about Elden Ring or any Souls game, you'll laugh about all the times it screwed you over. You know, <laughs> you're getting Souls like because they're trolls. These are master trolls that design these games. It's designed to screw you over in the worst way possible. But somehow they make it fun. And I do not know. Like, I don't know if you just pull somebody off the street and you're like, okay, you're gonna play this game that's gonna annoy the hell out of you because they're gonna constantly do what they can to kill you in, in not an unfair way, but, you know, you're going to die to it the first time because you're going to have no idea what's happening. I don't know how they did that, but still made it so addictive and fun that you just kind of laugh at it. Like, somehow they put it into the 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 core fundamental design of the game that you're going to get screwed, and, it, you know, they're laughing with you, not at you. And I don't know how they did that. It's kind of like, ha, 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 we got you. And you're like, oh, FromSoft, you bunch of Come goofs.
2: on, man. I get it. Okay. Next time I'll remember. Yeah. And so I guess I have like two kind of points to make. The first is uh, when people complain about difficulty in these games, I kind of have a hard time agreeing with that. Because if you think about from basically 2000, the year 2000 and before, this is just what video games were.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Like, it's it's not a new, like, even the term, like, Soulsborne, what does that actually refer to? Hard?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it's an action RP. I think a soulsborn. you think of an action RPG with a roll mechanic and a stamina bar. I think that that's the best, you know. If you have to manage your stamina and you have iframes when you dodge, um, and it's going to have a higher difficulty, that's kind of what qualifies it to be a soulsborn. Yeah,
2: yeah, I and- guess, like, stamina management is a kind of a key component. Um but yeah, like I don't know. This was a big thing when Sekiro came out. Is there gonna be an easy mode added? And it's like Is there an easy mode for the original Mario Brothers? <laughs> like yeah. the game is what it is. You get better as you play it and then you you know
1: You know the the best You win counter- when
2: you're good enough to win. <laughs>
1: The best counterpoint I've had, see, I'll be completely honest. Here's my problem with easy modes is that if there's an easy mode, I'm going to use it. (laughs) I'm going to get cheated out of the experience. I know myself too well. I'm going to want to see everything. I'm not going to want to get stuck on things. I'm going to want to streamline it. I will choose an easy mode and I will cheat myself out of the experience. I do it every time. Yeah, Um, same. I I start every game on hard. Like this is the progression. I start every game on hard and I'm like, yeah, I want to really learn this. Then I get just and a little frustrated. And then you're frustrated. like, oh, this is bullshit. That <laughs> yep. guy
2: shouldn't have won. I should have won. Yep. And so then I you switched. flip it to easy.
1: <laughs> yep. Switch, yeah, flip it to easy, and then I just power through the game. Um, so for people like me, we can't have difficulty options, because we... Sekiro, which is the... I, I have no problem saying it's the hardest game I've ever committed to beating. <laughs> um... um really pushed me but I mean I will never like this sounds so silly about a video game but I'll never forget my time with it because I really really had to work hard (laughs) with that game yeah Um, and I
2: I think one of the key things about that is I'm gonna we live in a society (laughs) gentlemen where dopamine is so easy to come by true you pick up your candy crush and they're like look at all these animations doesn't that make you feel good yeah and when you face something that's like I just got pegged on Slight, Game Pass. I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> when you face something that's slightly difficult, it's just like, this can't be possibly worth it. But the I think the lure of these Dark Souls games, but the From Software catalog is, you will suffer, and that's part of it. And then when you overcome it, you finally overcome it, that's the the giga dopamine release. Yes. Where you're yes. like, yeah. oh, Yeah!
1: Dude, the it's dopamine like, when I killed Margot, holy moly. Yeah, it it really it's like uh it's always said <laughs> in Philadelphia when Dennis is like, I'm having feelings again.
0: <laughs> you yes. remember
1: feelings when you were a kid? Yeah, the the flood of pure dopamine you get when you beat a boss in uh Elden Ring or any souls game. You're like, oh You just shake chair. And it's actually earned. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like you have to get good at the game to do these things.
1: But the, the best counterpoint there's so I've many
2: games oh, go ahead.
1: And I would be curious to hear what you guys' thoughts are on it. Um, is accessibility is becoming big right now? Um, and accessibility in that there are people with disabilities that want to play games too. Um, and so you'll see things like, you know, uh, Forza, is 5 the latest one, Corey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Won an award for their accessibility options. Mm-hmm. And so I went and looked at it, and you can really customize it. <laughs> it's game. crazy, you can literally yeah. just You can basically have it playing itself. Um, with colorblind things on, and you know, you you kind of just control the acceleration, kind of. Um, and yeah, for me, that's not going to be very rewarding. But just imagine, you know, Russia invades us next and blows off, you know, both my hands. It's going to be very hard for me to never play it to, to to fully realize that I'll never play a video game again. I mean, there'll be worse things than that. <laughs> Please don't get me I, wrong. <laughs> I, I don't think
0: that the accessibility problem necessarily has to be solved on the game end. I think, um, <laughs> there's this guy, I can't, he, I believe, I think he was like a war veteran or something, and he lost control of his hands, I don't know if he lost his hands, or or if he's like paraplegic or something, um, he has this fucking, there's this company that makes this controller that's like a USB device, and it's literally like a series of tubes that he breathes Yeah. that he this like- this is
2: the guy who played PUBG, right? yeah. That he like yeah, blows yeah.
0: on or sucks on and then the tubes are on the end of a joystick. And this guy literally plays video games and he has a Twitch stream where he just moves this joystick around and blows and sucks on different tubes and he plays like Dota and FPSs and shit. And yeah, he's it's wild. really good.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, the, that's a that's, It's an interesting thing to bring up, the accessibility thing, because... <clears throat> I think there's a fine line between accomplishment and, um, uh, and, uh, just to be clear,
1: we are, we are three able-bodied people. We of have course. No, yes, yeah. exactly. Except
0: for I, our crippling autism. I would, um, I would absolutely <laughs> crippling autism. My life would be destroyed if I <laughs> was ever anything other than a totally yeah, able-bodied person. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's the Louis CK bit, right? <laughs> it's like, I'm barely making it like this. You take any of this away and I'm killing myself. Yeah. Tr- <laughs> true. Like, yeah. No, and and I I think that I'm not trying. I'm, I promise I'm not always trying to be like the woke guy. I prom. I kind of fall into that a lot. Maybe maybe no. I you're maybe right. I, I mean, need... like it's easy for me to say. <laughs> so so <laughs> like for a me to, one billion percent. Yeah. So for for me to be like there, there shouldn't be an easy mode, and you got to earn it. But I mean, that is discounting a huge part of the population that's probably equally interested in this and would love to have somewhat of the experience as much as they can. Uh, that literally. Do not have the physical capability to play the game at its current difficulty, and that is the. And mods exist for a reason. I'm sure that you can. There will be mods out and and stuff like this. But that, because I tend to get on my high horse about difficulty. I was legitimately bummed when they added an easy mode to Metroid uh, Dread, for example.
2: Oh yeah, and I definitely didn't even got, talk about that.
1: No, and I definitely got a, my 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 little kick stool there for a minute. It was like, well, you're taking it because the whole reason I even cared about that game was because it was hard. I mean. Which is kind of true actually. Well oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I mean I I agree a hundred percent. Like the, the difficulty is the thing that makes that game interesting.
1: Yeah. Um but again I'm speaking of that as a person who the the only barrier between me and beating a harder game is laziness. And yeah. I don't think <laughs> I don't I don't think that a company should cater to my laziness. I, I don't think FromSoft owes my laziness or my my frustration anything. I think that they invented this crazy world in this game. And that's up to me to either have the skills to beat it or to give up. And I mean, that's always kind of the, the fun part about, um, from soft games, but somebody who literally doesn't have the ability to do that w- with a barrier larger than laziness and time, um, I, I, I would hate to see them miss out on some of this stuff. And that is the only, it, it's kind of like when you talk to somebody who's super, super pro life, um, and they're like, "Nah, the baby needs to live no matter what." And you're like, well, "What about the, you know, this poor like 13 year old girl that was raped brutally by her, you know, brother and has a blood disease and like, there's a chance that neither will survive the pregnancy." Like, you can add those little scenarios into it, and they'll always they'll 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 go. You know, I've never seen an eloquent solution to that question on either end. I'm not definitely not trying to get into it, but there's always like these little barriers to debates that keep. That make it impossible to stay all the way to one side, and the difficulty debate is huge right now because Elden Ring is out, and there's a lot of casual people that want to play it. They can't. Um, so what is what? what so Corey, you have kind of said like, yeah, you know, um, that's an interesting point, Tom. I'm curious, how do you feel about that? What What do you think? You think it's all on the people who develop the hardware to make a to make a Elden Ring accessible controller, or or what do you think about that? Uh,
2: honestly, I'm really. I think probably undecided on this because I think the the interesting thing is when it comes in terms of accessibility like if you if you were to ask somebody who has some kind of handicap of some kind um, would you rather have a game that you can be easily because of your handicap or would you rather be challenged in some Way.
1: well no and i think that that's a very important caveat to this i'm not saying outside that of easy. outside of the handicap like yeah, yeah i'm you... saying that they just make they 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 do something that makes it possible for them to play i don't think ever yeah it should be easy for anybody but difficulty is going to vary greatly between your abilities physically and mentally too i think
2: whatever you can do to level the playing field as effectively as possible is the ideal and that's i know that's a broad statement and there's like there's tons of caveats to that like if you're like you know if you're paraplegic like the the guy who streams with the tubes and stuff or yeah. if you just like you have a broken hand right like and you still want to play it like there's there's a lot of variability to that i think having features that can aid that or hardware like well, i guess one thing that comes to mind is like microsoft they have this their uh accessibility controller yeah that, that thing's thing.
0: really cool yeah
2: yeah and they're they're like pushing for all of their first party games to really leverage this thing so like to expand the possible it's, it's a smart move because more people will buy video games because they feel like they can play them even if they yeah. are if they suffer from some kind of handicap and uh, it just makes things possible that otherwise wouldn't be for for people with these handicaps so that's something that I think is really cool I think watering down an experience to a point where the game is basically playing itself for somebody who suffers. And again, I don't suffer from a handicap. <laughs> like I don't have, I don't. I'm, you know, I can use my both my hands normally. I don't have some kind of like brain issue or anything like that. But I can't help but think that there's probably a level of pandering or simplification for people in that situation where they don't have the same experience or appreciation for a product because they've made it so simple for them to use Where like the whole point the whole point to me for video games is like you're faced with a challenge you have all the tools in front of you you know you can like going back to the mario thing here's what you can do you can run you can jump that's the only things you have and um uh, if it's if it gets to the like if for like somebody who has some kind of handicap and if it's like okay, well, we'll handle the running and the we'll handle the moving left and right and the jumping, but you have to you you worth the 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 run control or something like that, you're not having the same experience and that is what I think makes that sets vi- video games apart from other mediums is like the the whole experiential part. So as long as you can balance that, and <laughs> it's the it's just a it's a difficult issue because there's so many different layers of I guess handicaps for people is yeah. like you know I don't know I don't know of a like an elegant solution to it, but I would. I would hope that developers keep in mind that they want to at least have roughly the same experience for everybody who plays the game and it gets and, harder
1: it gets harder because of the expense that goes in developing that stuff too yeah I mean to change Elden ring to be accessible for all people you would have to probably at least double the budget that they already Everywhere. spent on it uh, to tweak it that way um where I'm I've on landed on this is that We're almost done. I've calmed down a lot just even since the Metroid one came out in that I'm, I'm actually pretty cool. Like whatever anybody wants to do to make a game fun for as many people as possible. Um, I think that I'm cool with it. I think that it comes down to my self-discipline then to not utilize it and exploit it to, to minimize my experience. Um, yeah. because just keep in mind, just cause there's an easy mode, you would never have to turn it on. I know that I would, <laughs> but, um, That's where I've landed is that, you know what, go ahead and go ahead and literally make a version that basically plays itself and you have very minimal input into it. And then hopefully I'll just be able to abstain from engaging it myself. And then another thing you can do is is you can verify trophy, like trophies and and points that you get from games, stuff like that. They're kind of silly, but they are kind of fun motivator too. alter those so that it just like a, a graphic around it that shows how you got it. So let's say you're somebody like me, completely able bodied, right? And you get the you you show off your I beat the game trophy, but it's got the little graphic by it that's like you did it with. Wait, the, I, the, I the, have this. Song. I have
0: the solution to this problem. What's that? You should have to enter in your like, <laughs> 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 if you have, <laughs> if you have like handicap plates or something, you just put in your license plate number and then it unlocks the easy <laughs>
1: one. <laughs> 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 you laugh, but I mean like. Entertainment's becoming so ingrained in the foundation of society, like it's becoming like synonymous with things like, you know, food and water, that I could legitimately <laughs> see like in the metaverse like you have your special handicap uh icon that so nobody makes fun of you for certain things, I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a tough nut to crack. I'm glad people smarter than me are working on it.
1: Yeah. I love that line. I use that line a lot when uh, I, I get stymied, especially when I'm new, like in a new work environment or something like that, where I don't want to necessarily rain down my tism on the, on the common folk yet. I'll like, ah, there's somebody smarter than me working on that. Right. <laughs> Just move on as quick as I can.
2: Yeah. It's like, it's, it's hard to speak to the, like the efficacy of these things when you're not obviously suffering from any kind of handicap. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, Super interesting point though like there's <sighs> I get like from a business again from a business standpoint it makes sense to want to make it available to as many people as possible Um, but how do you do that without compromising what makes a video game enjoyable in the first place is another and, thing. and I
1: hate the counter argument well there's lots of other games for them to play okay if I was handicapped and it would feel so I'll, bad I, to see everybody yeah, hype this new see, game yeah If I saw Elden Ring, I'd be going nuts. I'd want to play that game. And then being like, oh, go play Choo Choo's Adventure. (laughs) Yeah. It's made for people like you. I'd be pissed as hell. I'd be like, no, I don't want to run around as a little cartoon rabbit. I want to go slay some dragons, man. You know what I mean? So that's one argument that I really hate. That's like, let them play the handicapped games. It's like, no, they, (laughs) you know. Press A to win. I think we forget sometimes that people are people universally. Like, something that's cool is going to be cool.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something exactly. that's lame
1: is going to be lame for most people. It's not people, like, yeah. this is
2: cool for able-bodied people, yeah, but it's not hand, cool for
1: handicapped people. Yeah, if, if my hands stop working tomorrow, I'm not suddenly going to love cartoon games. <laughs> I'm going to still be the same person, you know? El- Elmo's ABC Adventure for N64?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hell Yeah.
1: Developed at a hundredth of the budget with a hundredth of the passion. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Getting back to it. That that being said, there are some great quality of life improvements in Elden Ring that I have seen people complaining saying they make the game too easy. Again, I disagree. I actually really like them. My favorite one is the Shrines of Marika or whatever they are, whatever they're called. Oh,
2: the the mid checkpoint checkpoint things. Yep. The yeah. things
1: that, that are right outside boss fights that you can just spawn back to when you die. As somebody who's wasted probably a you know consecutive six months if you added it all together of his life running back to bosses in these games, <laughs> I absolutely love the fact that now they take some of the stress off of that, you could go right yeah. back there and try again right away. Dark that Souls is-
2: 1 <laughs> especially is so guilty of this shit. Demon Souls
1: 2 had a few where you had
2: to- <laughs> You're at a bonfire, and the boss is like seven rooms away, and you have to like, memor-
1: like I Okay,
2: I get it. I get it. You're hardcore if you can get, like, if you are skilled and you just like tear your way through it. But, again, the time factor. How much of your life do you want to waste just killing the same mobs before you get to an actual boss fight?
0: The same, like, three basic skeletons and then the one mini-boss guard.
2: Yeah. 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 It's like... I don't know. I always found that mostly frustrating.
1: Yeah. And then the other thing they've done is they've made multiplayer so much easier to access. And they've made it basically unlimited. Which is awesome. Um... Because you used to have to farm items to summon, um, which you do now, too, technically. You have to craft an item, but it's everywhere. You're never going to run out if you're paying attention and you're collecting it while you go.
2: Yeah. I do appreciate that multiplayer is slightly
1: more straightforward in this one.
2: Um, I mean, it's still got that like quaintness, that soul's quaintness where it's like, if you want to summon in somebody, if you want to summon in one of your buddies, it's uh you still have to have a certain inventory item to actually do so. Mm-hmm. Which I is interesting, no doubt, because it uh it makes multiplayer a reward rather than a fact of the game. Uh you can't just summon in your like n- level ninety nine buddy to come in and just wreck house with no consequence like you there is it's less than it's ever been but uh that you do have to have some skin in the game to actually make that
1: happen and I get and it, why they th- they did something interesting in that you can't use your horse when you're with a person summoned in yeah um, and, I and I think that I get makes why. sense I get why because they want you to what they essentially want you to do is they want you to explore on your own and then when you get to a boss they want you to call a buddy and fight the yeah. boss with them they don't want you and and I actually appreciate that because that works very well for me I, I can play a little bit at night usually and um, I love just running around and uncovering the map and finding things and then I'll put a marker down on my map when I find something that I want to bring somebody back to later like Jack the, or or Tom or something I want to tell you about Corey because you bought it on PC and can't play with us we're not mm-hmm. just excluding you yeah <laughs> <Parker>. <laughs> It occurred to me, anybody listening to that would be like, and they don't let Corey play with them. Corey was an outsider. He decided he wanted to buy it on a, and true that I, I imagine eventually the light cross play across all systems, but it's not there right now. Um, so that's, that's a good example of how they balance things out. That being said, I really do wish that you could ride your horse with your friend because sometimes you're trying to explain how to get somewhere and it's very far away from where you are. And you're gonna waste a lot of time being like, "Okay, now take a left at this tree. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna go, go to around. this
2: r- random ruin. And, <laughs> yeah.
1: um, Snapchat thinks that I like got a new girlfriend with how much I've been like snapping people. like, like my snap has increased like 600 percent because I'm constantly snapping pictures of like go here on the map and then like trying to give context to where it is.
2: <laughs> I think uh for like open world co-op, GTA spoiled a lot of people, including myself. Where if you're playing online with your friends, you all just kind of join the same world, the same world instance, and you're all existing within it. But you can do whatever you want independent or you can meet up and do stuff cooperatively. And I think that uh, when somebody encounters an open world game like this, they're probably uh, a little more confused by the nature of like, okay, you you summon people by region or by boss and it's like a very scenario-specific thing. It's not just like, oh, you and your buddy can jump in and just run around the world and do whatever you want together. Uh, it doesn't work like that. But I think that's to the game's benefit, honestly. Because it, like there, there is the focus on the single-player experience, which I appreciate.
1: Yeah, because I don't think it wants to be a, a completely multiplayer game, or like a co-op game. I think it wants yeah. you to have those moments alone to create those water-cooler moments. Because... There's always something to talk about. Probably for the podcast for the next six months to a year. There's always something. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's been an hour. I mean, I, I think we've made our point pretty clear. Did anybody else have any really big things that they wanted to talk about with it? And I think we've.
0: not. not really. Uh, no, I'm, I think we touched pretty much. Anything. Absolutely in love with this game.
1: The only the only complaint I have about it is that there's so much that it just feels like you'll never see it all. And it's like a FOMO type thing. <laughs> you're like, man, I, I, I almost don't want to progress because I want to scour everything, and I just unfortunately in my life don't have the time to do that right now. Uh, that's it, it's like it's too big of a. It's like a, a double-edged sword. They gave you so much and it's so awesome, but at the same time, like you have to devote the time if you're gonna see it all.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's here's the talk shop recommendation. It's rad.
0: <laughs> true it's cool yeah. only cool people play this game yeah if
2: you don't play this you're not cool well that's just the fact of the matter
1: it's a masterpiece it's gonna it's gonna set the standard moving forward we're gonna see we've already seen a huge outbreak of souls like games we're, we're gonna continue to see that even more now because this game sold uh is selling incredibly well <laughs> um and, and it
2: came out in like a drought time yeah for like uh the next gen consoles well, especially. you know
1: actually it, it uh, uh right I feel really bad. There's a all, Yeah, I was, was going to
2: bring that up earlier.
1: Yeah. There's a game called Horizon that's about fighting metal dinosaurs and I forget what came out at the same time last time their first one released, but they got super screwed and overlooked because <laughs> of it. And now they just released their sequel and bad luck Eld- I think they had it said a long time ago and Elden Ring happened to get delayed to get released at the same time. Yeah. Um which is a huge bummer. Uh I feel bad for the people that put all their work, because I can tell I'm that not a lot gonna of to Horizon. Though.
2: Though. Horizon doesn't look that good. <laughs> I'm gonna say
1: it. I don't have really an interest
2: in
0: playing that game. I like was looking forward to, to like. Gran Turismo Seven, and oh, yeah, like oh, yeah. I just don't care at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick it up when it's
2: on
1: sale. There's a new Borderlands coming out this month. It's it's Wait, it, it really? really cool. Yeah, it's yeah uh, the Tiny Tina. How have I not DN- heard of this? It's a dun- well because it's called Tiny Tina's Wonderland, but it's a Borderlands game. Uh, Borderlands Two had the what I consider to be the best DLC of all time. Um, well, except for Bloodborne's DLC, the, that knocked it off. But the, probably the second best of all time, which was uh, it's it's Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it's a Dungeons and Dragons campaign that you play like a Borderlands game, um, and everything that happens okay. around you has like dice rolling and stuff like that. It's very cool. It's very fun, especially the guy that likes Dungeons and Dragons. Um, but They're releasing a standalone game. That's an expansion of that. And uh, I was talking to Jack about it when we were at the gym yesterday, and I was like, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to buy it because I'm not going (laughs) to play it. Like, Anytime I have Freddy co-op stuff, it's going to be an Elden Ring, and he agreed. So it's a bad time to be releasing anything right now.
2: Yeah, for the next two months, I think it's going to be rough.
1: But you know what? Save those games for the droughts because the droughts are coming again. I have to I have to quiet that childish voice in my head that's like you have to have it right now. There's literally no reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, boys. Uh this
2: I know we're this is like a review in progress, but we should probably put things on the, the score scale.
1: Oh I mean I'm, Oh shit. Yeah, this is very easy for me. Um, uh, I'm
0: twenty twenty wait, let me check see my give you the live number right now. Three two twenty three point one hours. I have a feeling I've seen like a fifth of what's in this game. Uh, but at 20 hours, I think I'm actually giving it a five.
1: It's a very, very easy five
0: for me. <laughs> <A> very easy <laughs> I five. can't think I- of what I would improve or what could be better. <laughs> I just can't. I'm trying to think. I just have nothing.
2: Yeah, like initially, if if we would have recorded this a week before, I probably would have said four <laughs> because there was some performance issues with the PS5. However, there's been like two patches since then and that, like today when I was playing it, I didn't notice really any like frame rate hiccups or anything like that. So, I think 5 is a is a good recommendation. I think this is a dang near perfect video game.
1: Yeah. So that's uh, I think that's the first time for a video game we've ever given three perfect fives, which yeah. again our scale is -5 five to 5, -5 five being burn it with fire. 0 being that's a perfectly average experience that you may enjoy or not enjoy based on your preferences and a five is a masterpiece. Like it is yep. the pinnacle. <laughs>
0: yeah. And and the idea is just for anybody who doesn't know to make it, it's to create a system where like, because normally when, when people are giving a 10 scale, five is supposed to be average, but just because of like the bias of like humans and numbers, it just, if somebody gives something like a seven, it doesn't feel like you're, it, it feels like you're saying that that thing is okay. When really you're saying it's like actually pretty high above average. So it's to it's to kind of reset the scale where a zero is a true like it was average it was f- okay it was fine yeah
1: and to get some context if you didn't listen to our mammoth eight hour uh, years end episode megasode a lot of our best of the year had like threes or twos. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. that's true so, like yeah. it's not like we throw out fives a lot I'm trying to think
0: of what I've given a five I don't I'm sure actually, I can't think I'm of pretty yeah. sure Disco I'm pretty sure and if you asked me now I would say it's a five. I can't think of anything else that I've ever given a five or that I would give a five that I've ever even talked about before, to be totally honest with you. It's like a very rare five.
1: Well, cool. Thanks for listening. Uh, Yeah. Thanks for coming in to record guys. I literally just I figured uh we were gonna gush about Elden Ring at some point and we were all playing together earlier today. <laughs> yeah. It's like let's just let's just get it out. It's like popping a boil. <laughs> it's like let's just have an episode that's like absolutely an yeah. Elden Ring episode. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna go play it right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I played it for most of the recording of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I play it a lot today, so
2: it's gonna be occupying my free cycles whenever I get a chance anyway thanks everybody stay hard america hell stay
1: hard tarnished love you (laughs) Bye. bye